Maisie sucks. Wow, it's going in. I'll, I'll, I'll isolate that. Hello, welcome to Maisie's Mixtape. In this very special episode, I talk to Ollie Walter about Ariana Grande, why female fronted isn't a genre, and our guilty pleasure artist. I also had a chat with him about his new EP, The Glam Tape. Stay tuned to hear all of that and more. Hello, welcome to my podcast. Who are you? I'm Ollie Walter. I'm a solo artist originally from London, but I'm based in Leeds, and I make bedroom pop music. 25k people to listen to on Spotify. Yes, because you just hit that today, didn't you? I did indeed. Yeah, That's no, sick. it was mental. Just like sitting on my phone, just waiting for it to refresh, and then just came through. It was just <laughs> like, yes, come on, right. What's it? What's it like to have that many people listen to you? Is it, it a weird feeling? It's it's really weird considering I started making music for like a few people to listen to, and then like suddenly the whole thing's just like blown up. Especially because I've only been making music like properly for like six-ish months, so like to grow that quickly um, in that short space of time is quite mental. It's also mental comparing myself, like I hate to compare myself, but like comparing myself to like other bands as well, like that I've seen live and stuff like that. It's just like, it's too weird to think that like I looked up to people like that and now I'm like making music and I've got that many people listening. It's just like, yeah, it's mad. That is crazy, six, six months, that's insane. Yeah, it's really impressive. The first song I made um, was Falling and that oh. was in June. Um, I made it in about an hour. I remember sitting on FaceTime with my friend Felix, who produces my music and helps out. Shout out Felix, he's definitely listening to this. <laughs> but um, yeah, I made it on FaceTime and then I sent it to him and he was like, this is going to be a hit. And then obviously, you know, six months down the line it is. So, Did I read that it's on BBC Introducing now? Yeah, it was on BBC Introducing on Saturday, which was so sick. That's um, amazing. Yeah, I sent it in and then just got played, so... It's just all luck, but it's it's so sick. I'm so happy with the way it's all come out. So, yeah. And especially because it was on SoundCloud and only 3,000 people listened to it and now it's just, like, going mental. It's just, like, yeah. quite unbelievable to see it in playlists and stuff like that. So, always got to be grateful. Always grateful. Okay. I'll ask you some questions now. Right, go on then. I'm ready for this. Name some of your favourite musicians. Oh, go right. Frank Ocean. Uh, yeah. Obviously, everyone knows uh, my Frank Ocean <laughs> obsession. Prince, I think everyone knows my Prince obsession. Um, Radiohead, uh, LCD Sound System, uh, Lou Reed, um, The Cure, um, yes. The 1975, um, No Rome, just, yeah, like anyone within that bracket of, of genre, I just, just love. But um, yeah, no. Uh, a lot of the in- like music I listened to was introduced by my like my mum and dad, which is quite mm-hmm. impressive. So I've had like the luck of being introduced into like good music from from birth, really. So yeah, yeah. I actually I hear the cure, and I also sort of see the cure in like your look as well. If that's a compliment, <laughs> no, I definitely I'll take that. Looking like Robert Smith is like a hundred percent. That's what I want. But no, um, yeah, just like Heaven's one of my favorite songs ever. Yeah, like ever. Um, and you know, like the love cats and stuff like that is just yeah. so good. Disintegration, just the cure. I had a tweet ages ago, and I'm gonna have to apologise for this tweet. There was one where I tweeted that the Smiths were better than the Cure. I have to take that one back because that's not true. That was a horrible take. <laughs> and also, there was a take that I made 
uh, on Anthony Fantano's video. <laughs> <laughs> where I said the cure were trash and said the Friday oh. I'm in love was like Eminem level of bad, which I take back, but it made a really good Facebook cover photo. So I don't know whether it was a good thing or a bad thing, but I have to take it back and apologize. So Robert Smith, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I'm That's really what sorry. we call growth. It's growth, it's character development, definitely. Uh, to be fair, there's so many artists I don't know how they got their platform. Yeah. Like, six. how did 6 9 how has oh he got God. 25 million monthly listeners? Who is sitting there listening to 6 9 I don't get it. And, and X is the same. Like, people still listen to fucking X after, like, everything that's come out. And I just, I don't get it. I can't get behind it. I can't get my head around it. It's one of those things with music, like, you just have to pick your poison at the end of the day because, like, you have to realise that... Um, some artists, like all artists, are just normal people and they, they fuck up. And some fuck up harder than others, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> well, being famous is a lot of pressure, definitely. Oh, like, yeah. you could be regular Barry on the street and do something really bad. And not necessarily illegal, but something bad. And no one will ever find out. But you could be someone famous and no matter what, that is, everyone's going to find out about it. And it can be quite stressful. Oh Hence no, Britney Spears circa 2007. Fucking. Yeah, no. Um especially like um like I was watching um like something that Matty Healy said recently. Um and he got in trouble. I think it was saying that um, misogyny doesn't exist in rock and roll anymore or something like that. But like obviously that like, he went came back and apologized and stuff for it. But like I couldn't imagine every word coming out of my mouth being scrutinized. Like mm-hmm. I'd I'd really struggle because I'd be like, oh no, I've said something wrong here. I'm gonna have thousands of people in my Twitter DMs going, You're you're this, you're that, oh you're such a horrible person. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh no, goddamn. Favourite album of twenty eighteen. Uh, to be fair I was mulling this one over when you sent it to me because I was like I don't know Um, I'm going to go I think Kanye West's uh, Yay Uh, Kitsy Ghosts with Kid Cudi that's up there definitely Um, A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships that was so good Um, definitely one of my highlights of this year Um, Pusha T's Daytona that was really good No Rome's EP was really good Travis Scott Astro World Ariana Grande, sweetener. Ariana Grande, I would say this now, is pop star of the year. 100%. Would you say? 100%. Like, I've never seen anyone drop such a good album as Sweetener and then come back with, like, Thank You Next and have it be, like, the biggest song of the year. I mean, this is just my take on this. But I get a bit afraid. But, like, I, I feel a bit sorry for her. Like, in a way where, obviously, you can accept that someone else is writing the songs. But, like... I swear, right, this might just be me because I'm uneducated or whatever, but I swear she broke up with Pete, like, two days before Thank You Next was released. I th- I genuinely think it was, like, a week, but I remember, um, I remember he said something on SNL and she got upset and she was like, oh, for someone that claims to hate relevance, you really do want to try to stay relevant, huh? And then tweeted, Thank You Next. And the writers next. were like... <laughs> I've got hundreds of ideas. I know, literally. And then she came out with it. And like, I swear it was like, I, I think it was the fastest growing f- like song from a female artist ever. Mm. Like, it's incredible. Like, the amount of people that were watching that video, I think it hit a million likes in an hour or something like yeah. that. Like, I'm just, no, on it, this is what I mean. I'm just afraid. I'm afraid of her power. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Like, two days or like... A week and there's a song and not only is there a song but it's the biggest song it's number one straight away and like it's 
you know, well produced and everything like that. And it just is like, whoa. That, Pop music's crazy. Honestly, that song, like, I think it was that song that brought everyone together and was just like, right, okay, this is like song of the year. I mean, everyone just agreed. They were just like, yeah, this is it. This is it now because you're not going to find a better song than this. I love I love Troy Sivan in the intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just He's so funny, honestly. He's been in some great videos this year. He's been in the Charlie XCX video. <sighs> Nin- 1999. 1999, another single that was like so good. I swear this year for female artist was incredible. Like I love so many so good female like artists came to the scene and just killed it. I'm just so impressed. Definitely in pop. And then I'd say even in rock too, because you've got people like Dream Wife because coming out. And then Wolf Alice, they won the Mercury Prize. Oh, no, yeah, no. Incredible. Yeah, I've seen, I saw Wolf Alice twice this summer and both mm-hmm. times were like one of the best bands I've seen live. They were so good. Wolf Alice, really underrated. Uh, Always, really underrated. Their yeah. album came out last year. Molly Rankin is like one of the best songwriters around at the minute. So it's just, there's so many good female artists. Um, and I just, I love like now being able to like, you know that people are actually recognizing that there's like a gap mm. in like the genders like in terms of music and like the amount of push that like men get compared to women and i'm glad that they're kind of like trying to bridge that gap between them because like there's been so many like now it's been pushed to the forefront i think everyone's kind of realizing that there's so many good female artists out there that just like all you have to do is just look and open your eyes i was listening to the radio i think i was listening out for like a new single or something yeah and i heard one of the radio presenters i can't remember who and they didn't call Dream Wife a girl band. They called them a band. Like, that was the first time I've ever heard them. anyone just call them a band. Uh, yeah, I'm so glad that, like, people have, like, given up trying to think that female-fronted is a genre. Do you yeah, know what I mean? it's not. Like, because it's not. It's definitely not a genre. But like, I'm so glad that people, are, like, are not treating it, like, as a genre and people are actually realising that, like men and women both make music they're in the same genre doesn't make any difference so you know best music videos i think my top three for this year uh, this year i'm gonna go this year and then all time um this year i'm going with no rome's narcissist video with matty healy that was so cool the visuals in it are so good um 1999 and then i'd say thank you next like all of those videos are really good asap rocky's lsd video is still like polarizing to me like it's incredible every time i watch it i get even more like encapsulated in it because it's so good have you ever seen the talking heads video once in a lifetime is this is this the one just dave just david bird just in front of a green screen just dancing this this is the one this is where that that david bird meme came from wasn't it with the um yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, no i've seen that video it's so good frank ocean's uh nike's video is so good um, the visuals in it are crazy. There's like so many celebrities in it as well. You don't realise. Like, do you know, obviously, well, I don't know if you know, but uh, you know Cosmo Pike? Yeah, I love Cosmo, Cosmo Pike. Cosmo Pike is in the like Nike's video. Oh. Like he just cuts to his face. I'm just like, what? I don't know what I'd do like in terms of like, if I got to a point where I was just like, well, I'm not going to write anything better than this. Because like part of, part of me would love to do a Prince and do 39 albums in 40 years. Part of me would just like to just do three albums and just say, right, done. Pull a, pull a Damon Albarn. Just make a new band. Damon Albarn's made like three or he's four like bands. He's like 50 bands. He's in like 50 bands. I saw him on Jules Holland the other week and I was just like, what are you doing? What was it? Good, the Bad and the Queen? Yeah. 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 I was just made a new album. I was just like, why, why are you here? Like, I, I have no, no idea who was in that band. I love him. I love how he's just like, blur, Graham Coxon left, okay, gorillas. 
Oh, good. Then he's like, incredible. He's like, gorillas, kind of getting bored. Back to Blur. There's so many hip hop artists I'd love to see live. Mm-hmm. Um, Kanye, please do a UK tour. I would literally <laughs> pay anything to see Kanye West live. Ah. I don't, I don't want to get too into Kanye because as a massive yeah. Kanye fan... <laughs> as quickly as possible before he gets banned. I know. I, I mean, like... I love Probably. I love Kanye so much, but Kanye's upset me so much this year. Yeah. So I thought when I when I like go on my like Kanye rant, I'm just like I feel bad. Like I feel really bad, just because like yeah. he's just done so many stupid things this year that I just I can't I can't defend him anymore. I wasn't defending him in the first place, but I just can't I can't like you know do that. Oh well, you know he actually meant this. It's just now it's just like no. No. Don't even, don't even bother. Yeah, but he did do that rap on American <coughs> Boy, so. Oh, uh, Amer- to be fair, American Boy by Stell. Oh, uh, the funniest is um, is so good. Um, the beat, I love it. the beat of it was from another Will I Am song, but Will I Am produced the song, and Will I Am supposedly produced the, like he was producing a song, and then he realised he was producing his own song. <laughs> Like, he just remade it. And I was just like, what the hell? <laughs> that literally sounds... He's crazy. Will I Am is I, I mad. used to love Will I Am when I was young. Oh, no, I have so many guilty pleasure artists. I just... Me, no, me too. I'm so much of a narcissist that I won't admit it in public. But when I'm, like, in private and I'm texting someone, I'll be like, yeah, this is, like, one of the best albums ever or one of the best songs ever. Like, Justin Bieber's Journals, it's up there. It's up there. But I feel like my guilty pleasure artists are, are artists that a lot of people wouldn't consider guilty pleasures, but I do because I think, oh God, why do I like this? Right, what, what like, would that be then? Go on. Like Lana Del Rey. I, I, like, do you I know what? Think, I'd call Lana Del Rey a guilty pleasure. I don't know why. I love Lana Del Rey, but I don't know. There's like certain Lana Del Rey songs where I'm just like, I applaud Lana Del Rey. I'm going to give you a round of applause just because you've done so much for the culture without even probably realising... <laughs> but she's um she's made some of the sickest music videos I've ever seen. Like the ride video mm. is so mm. cool. Like oh, I've got one. Uh, there's some songs. I've got like, oh, I've God. got a controversial one. Go. <laughs> I can't right. Ed Sheeran. It's Ed out there. <laughs> no! It's no. out there. It's like I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But like That's awful. It's not like new Ed Sheeran, but it's like Oh, plus, older it's like plus. Okay, I've heard people say that before. To be fair, but like, I mean, <laughs> I don't. I, is... I don't know if I can turn around and say "Shape of You" is a good song, but it, it's infectious. I'll give him that. I say now at this point, Grimes is a guilty pleasure. I, I love, love Grimes. I love her so much, but like at the moment, I'm like, do I announce this <laughs> to the world? Because all they can say is Elon Musk. I'm like, I don't care about Elon Musk. To be fair, I did, I did enjoy that Elon Musk podcast with Joe Rogan. Watching him smoke weed was one of the, like the most enlightening things I've ever seen. Just watching him smoke a, a joint. There's not many, not many people you can say that are billionaires that have gone on Joe Rogan and smoked a joint, and and are dating Grimes. Do you know what I mean? Like, fair enough. Like, if I go, if I went and listened to the 1975's first album, like now, I'd probably be like, okay, is what it is. But like, because I was like 13. I was just like, this bangs. This is so good. <laughs> I think I went the other way, and I like Arctic Monkeys. I love both, and I still love both. And seeing Alex Turner is one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Yeah, me too. I saw him with The Last Shadow Puppet. So did I. So did I. Was amazing. Where did you see them? 
um, in Bournemouth. Oh, did you? I saw. And then, and then London. Did you see him at the Alley Pally? Yeah. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> Maybe we were stood next to each other. That would be weird. If I look back on that now, that'd be like, wow. Okay, two years down the line, you're going to be interviewing me. That's like quite weird. Shall we talk about your new? EP. We we should. We should talk about my new EP. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let the inner narcissist come out and I'll start self-deprecating. Yeah, start right. talking about yourself now. Okay, I can't wait. Let's go. So, the glam tape. Yes. Remind, when when did you when did you release it? It wasn't that long ago, was it? Sixth of November. 2018. That was the weirdest day of my life, right? Because anyone's story I would click on. It's my face. My face. And I was just like, I love this, and this is also, <laughs> but this is also so weird. Like, I, I, yeah, it would just see my face on everyone's Instagram story was just like mental. But no, it was so cool because everyone just like came out and supported me on that day. So I just have to thank mm-hmm. everyone for that. That's so, so cool. I actually love that you did an intro. Oh, to the album. God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can tell you how that came about, actually. Um, one of my best friends, Alex, went to a Blind Alvin gig and basically we're all quite pally with Ben from Blind Alvin. And then I said, can you get him to like send me a voice note and I'll use it in the EP. So she just asked him to say something. He sent it over. So I was like, okay, just shoved it in a logic track and then just mixed it. and was like, right, we're done. That's an intro. So it's him. Yeah, it's Ben from Blind Alvin, which is quite cool. Like everyone was like, oh, wow, you've got a blind album feature. And it's just like, it's not really, but like, it is quite cool. Like, I'd still I'm going to do sick. that. You should. Get, so- get someone famous to do the intro to your podcast. What inspired the song Letter to Home? Oh, here we go. Because we're going to go on like a 20 minute rant here. So you better buckle up and get ready. I basically one day I came home and I just, like played some piano chords. I was like, that sounds sick. So I shoved it in a logic track and then... Put it all together, and it took... I think I think we did it in two days. It was like a cross-two-day thing. Um, but yeah, uh, it was a song about where I used to live and the relationships with people that I had and the things I experienced and all that. And I tried to condense, like, nine years into three minutes. So I, I think I did a good job of it. I don't know. But yeah, so a lot of things inspired it. Um, it was a lot to do with, like, the relationships I had with people um like friends and girlfriends and things like that and just like all the things that I came across and experienced in those relationships kind of I tried to convey in that song um I was like things that I like saw and like things like like the way that I saw like some people's lives going that I used to hang out with like it kind of inspired it um just like this is gonna sound mega cringy but like you know the, like the snapshots of like things that you have in your mind and you just like cut back to it and you're just like okay that was sick like that was a moment I really really remember like that was like definitely what came of Letter to Home that was just basically what it was um and a lot of people said that it was like a song that they'd want to listen to driving at night and I kind of get get that so yeah um I'm I'm trying I'm trying not to name drop people like that that kind of inspired it (laughs) because I don't want to like get in trouble but yeah um yeah, so, I mean, if you knew me in that time, then you've probably got a mention in it. So, yeah, take that as you will. But, yeah, um, it's done quite well as a song. Uh, it originally came out on SoundCloud, and, like, yeah. it sounded mega different. And then someone, because I used a sample, someone copyright striked it, and they got taken oh. down. And then I, I, hate I, that. I, I rewrote I hate that so much. I rewrote it without samples and put it on Spotify and it just did numbers. So I was just like, all right, fair enough. 
It's what it is. Um, it's probably my most personal song, and it probably will be for a long time. I don't know how I'm going to top it, because it's like a perfect closer to an, like, an EP, so I don't know what I'm going to do. I didn't really know what to say. I was just going to let you go off. Yeah, just let me go off. I can talk to you for <laughs> ages about stuff. No. no, welcome to my podcast. Today is not going to be me talking. Ollie's just going to talk yeah, for three hours. Yeah, you might as well. I'm, you might as well just do it. I can talk about myself for hours. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got anything planned, like future projects? Is, this, is it time to announce? It's time to announce, right. Okay, so I should have a new single out. I don't know whether I'm going to do it by the end of this year, though. I don't know. I said that I would, but I'm in a bit of a dilemma where the EP is still doing really well and I don't want to, like, burn it out. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. want to, like, cut it short. So I might just wait until people get bored of it and then they're like, okay, we want new music, so I'll just turn around and go, here you go, got one straight away. Yeah. But, um, and that will also give you more time to perfect it, get it perfect. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think in terms of my like album or EP process, I think it, it comes about when I write a, a two or three songs <laughs> and then uh, I'll, like, I'll like one song and then I write another one and then I start like mentally to frame it into, into a project and then that's when I start thinking, okay... I've got two songs here. I need two more songs to surround it with and then go from there. But that, that's how I kind of work out my singles. Um, I think I'm definitely better at doing singles than I am like whole projects. Um, I don't know why, but I think the kind of music that I'm making for the moment is kind of like, I want to make like big pop anthems, you know what I mean? Instead mm -hmm. of like, I think when, when I get some focus, I will try and make a project where it's all about kind of like one thing. But until then, until I get the inspiration to do it, I'm just, just riding the wave, just seeing what happens. I was actually pleasantly surprised because a lot of the time, even if the song's quite good, I always think, Ugh, it's okay. Like at small artists, yeah. I think it's okay. I want to hear it live. But like, actually, I was really impressed. And especially like sort of at the diversity between songs, like no song was like, oh, this sounds like the other one. This sounds like the other one, which I absolutely hate. Some people were like, I wish it was more than four songs, but I was like, I wrote like close to like 15 odd songs and I was like, well, I'm just going to pick the ones that sound the best and also like the ones that differ from each other. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like I was just, it was more of a kind of a hit and hope where I was like, okay, I'll put four songs out. They kind of like, they all fit a, set, like, a similar theme, but they sound sonically different. Everyone really, really enjoyed, I think every song on the EP. So it's just kind of like, what do I do now? What do I do now? So kind of, like, I'm just like release everything. So I might as well just just keep throwing stuff at the wall, and then yeah, the more the more I make stuff, the more I kind of find find my sound. But like, I don't know. I also got, but at the same time, I don't really want to find a definitive sound because it, like I don't want to like cage myself in. Do you know what I mean? I might write some like acoustic stuff even like just just test the waters and just see what happens. But I don't know. I'm kind of at the moment, I'm just kind of like making music when I feel like making music and whatever comes of it, whatever comes of it. So, yeah. I love making playlists. If I could be a professional playlist maker, that would be my job. You should, you, to be fair, you should just apply for, um, Spotify. for Spotify. Yeah, and just put, put new people's music in, <laughs> like people's new music it's in just, playlists. It's just all your songs. Yeah, uh, please, please. This is my playlist. <laughs> Spotify, if you're listening, please put me in anti-pop. That's all I want. That's all I want. <laughs> mainly oh, because, okay. mainly because I said that if I didn't end up in Antipop, I'd give my friend 20 quid. So please, Spotify, just for the sake of it, 
This is a formal request for Spotify. This is a formal request. Please Spotify, put me in anti-pop. Or any kind of like big playlist. Just just do it. Do you plan to do any live shows in the future? I do indeed. And I'm fi- thinking about them all the time. Um, I, I'm one of these people where I've like walked down the street with my headphones on and I'll just be thinking like, oh, okay, I wish I could perform this song. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah. Um, uh, I don't have anything like particularly like booked or anything like that, but yeah. like for definite, if it isn't the summer of this year, then it will be early next year or, or I mean like the summer of next year, like 2019, yeah. it will be the winter of 2019. There's, def- there's definitely something coming, but for the moment I'm trying to build up a good collection of songs and then I can start piecing yeah. together a set list. But once that's done, you can definitely expect live shows and like yeah uh music videos as well that's coming yes so that's coming i like that i um, like hearing that shout out robbie uh robbie sleep on twitter if you're listening to this um yeah he's i'm um, directing the falling video with me so i'm going to london to shoot that with him and that's going to be quite an experience so i'm looking forward to that but yeah there's so many things planned um I think I'm gonna have to, have to have to wait to get my A levels out of the way, and then once that's done, I'm just yeah. I'm ready. I'm just ready to like get going and like start touring because like it's all I want to do. So yeah, hit and hope. At the end of the day, hit and hope. We're coming really close to the time where pop stars will have that kind of internet history. I know. I was thinking, which this. is I'm so excited. I'm so excited to find out what we'll find because it already happened with like Brother Nature, with his ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I've I've like seen some of those. Yeah, and I just I'm like, but then it's gonna be like it's not gonna be like a funny weird MySpace photo, it's gonna be like tweets and Instagram posts. There was like one a few weeks ago that I had to delete, and it was like sicko mode is the new Bohemian Rhapsody, and like loads of people got really upset over it. <laughs> so I was just like, it is, but you know people people I'd like people got so upset over that opinion that I was just like, right, okay, I'm gonna have to. Here's a section we can do. What do I have in my muted words? Let's do it. <laughs> Me too. Right. Okay. Muted words on Twitter. I have... I've got two muted words. I've got, I've got some muted accounts, though. Um, okay. are, any, are any of them acceptable? Um, uh, I, I have Ka- uh, Khalid. You know, the great... You know, Khalid that did that song, Location. I have him muted. I yeah. don't know why. Uh, I have Lil B <laughs> muted. I don't know why. Um... And my muted words are XXX Tentacion <laughs> and Gaul, like as in the way that Gru pronounces <laughs> oh, like girl. Yeah, I had to mute it because I was like, I had enough. I can't do this anymore. So that's my. My muted uh, words. I found a tweet where someone had named all of the K pop stars in BTS. So, oh, I so you can mute them. Yeah. yeah. Names. <laughs> I've seen some awful tweets over the years. L- of you like, listeners know what I'm talking about. I've I've seen some aw- yeah. You guys will know about this, right? I've seen some awful tweets over the years, right? Where people have like, there's there's been like a like a tweet, and it's like, it'll be about some other pop star, and it'll be something like bad about them, and then there's someone will be like, oh that sucks, Stan BTS, and you're just like, yeah, please have a heart, like come on, like get over yourself. Last thing I'm gonna say on this podcast, right? The funniest thing I've seen on Twitter. I don't know if you've seen it, but I've retweeted about four times, so you've probably seen it. Is the Eminem impression video? Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. <laughs> right. Okay. It is. It is. I, I'm, go, I'm gonna. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play clips of the two because they sound so similar. 
It's unbelievable. Right, here we go. So this is okay. So, so th this is the original. Like an Islamic regime. Right. Okay. And then, then you've got this impression. I'm driving a Porsche over the floorboards, over the floorboards, It's so good. I can't stop watching it. It's gripped me that video. I just cannot stop watching it. You have been listening to Maisie's mixtape with the biggest pop star in Leeds. Thanks for listening. Peace.